It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, were prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. Blog Talk Radio. Tonight, there's a lot of changes happening. Can you believe the big trade in the NBA? And it's Super Bowl week. And we have the opportunity to have the co-host from, from RSG, uh, Hustle and Flows, Sekou Burmis, come and talk about his 2017 hip-hop review here on One Mic. Yes, yes, today, yes, yes, today, you know, as we start this show, this one might be. There is a pause. Throughout the stadium, as the man sounded like he just coughed up a lung. They're looking around. The jumbotron shows and pans the cheerleaders, and as it goes down each cheerleader's face, each one breaks up into laughter, which at this particular time destroys half the stadium. The other half is still trying to figure out what the hell just happened. Does this guy need? Uh, CPR or something And then at that particular time I lost it <laughs> Devon Yes, yes, yes Today Phoenix is another place They got a great uh, training staff I mean they, they were able to breathe life back into Shaq And you can do that you know, People talk a lot about their <laughs> training staff Yes, yes, today you know, as we start this show, this one mic. Welcome to RSG One Mic. Uh, it's glad to have you here for us. A lot of energy, a lot of things going on. We want you to know that uh, the host and all guest callers are brought to you by Carbonwell Health, your complete solution for fitness, health, and beauty. Go to CarbonwellHealth.com to connect with Dr. Nestor Rodriguez and his staff to learn more about lifestyle, medicine, Tell them that the Real Sports Guys sent you. And if you want to connect with us, uh, you can go to realsportsguys.com. You can go to iTunes. You can go to all your uh, Twitter, IG, Facebook, and look for Real Sports Guys. We love to hear from you. We love to connect with you uh, on it. Uh, we got a packed night. You know, one, one mic is something where we go deep. But every once in a while, we have so much news happening that we feel like we have to make sure we, we – we touch on it and we had to change our rundown around because it's just things dropping all the time that, you know, that we love to, to take. And, and we also have a special guest uh, with us tonight from our, our, our show RSG hustle and flow, which is one of our specialty podcasts on the RSG uh, platform. Uh, Sekou Burmis, who will be joining us to talk about his hip hop and review. We just wanted to definitely hear from him and there's going to be a deeper show with it 
with him and Marcus, uh, who they'll go much deeper in it. But we want to at least hear from him. And uh, I think he's done some fantastic work since he's been with us. And so we look forward to that. Before I move on, before I proceed to move on to anything else, I got to bring in my partner in crime, the man in the picking role, the man who finishes all the time, Hank Davis. How you doing, Hank? I'm doing well, D. You know, it's, an, it's another Monday night, man. We get another chance to uh, to talk a little bit about sports and go deep. And, man, we are never, never void of material, are we not? It just oh seems like goodness. there's so much goes on that we just can't keep up with it all. But we do our very best, and we break it down the best way we know how. And I tell you, man, it's always it's always a pleasure, and it's always a lot of fun to be able to have a, to have a time, have a time to be able to rap with you, brother. Yeah, it has been. You know, regardless of what's going on in life, we know that for this time that we're on the air, you and I can have a lot of fun. It's the it's opportunity for us to get away from all the craziness. That's why we are the real sports guys, because we are real people with real lives. And, you know, uh, this is our opportunity to kind of do something that we all love. And we hope that you you love it and that you are enjoying what's, uh, you know, going on with, with uh, everything we're doing on the platform. We're trying to improve every time we get on it. So, uh, we try to do this for you, man. It's been crazy. It's been crazy, and we're you know we're sitting here in Super Bowl week, and we'll we'll spend some time talking about the Super Bowl. Uh, but you and I didn't cover this, but you know I know Tom Brady's your guy. Did you hear about how he responded to that radio station that Cat uh, made a wise crack about his daughter uh, 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 on uh, that was part of a series of videos that he's made. You know, Tom has kind of exposed and brought people into his life, and then. Tom gets on the air like for like two seconds to tell him that he was not happy with what he heard with two guys who the two guys who actually didn't say it, but I think they were part of the station that who uh, actually, I don't know if the guy got suspended over the weekend. Uh, and then he just got off and said, he's going to decide whether or not uh, he's going to get uh, on with them anytime in the future. But I can't believe that somebody took the time out to say something about his daughter. I think she's like five years old and yeah. said some disparaging remarks. And so, his Super Bowl week is off to a crazy start, huh? Well, you know what? Uh, such is the life of Tom Brady. You know, uh, it, it's unfortunate. First of all, I think that's out of bounds when you've got yes. young children like that. Uh, you stick to the game. You might stick to, you know, whatever's going on, the nuts and bolts of either the league, the game, your opponent. But you don't go there. You know, you don't go there. You know, uh, a, a couple of years ago, uh, not even a couple of years ago, they tried to uh, talk to him because his wife, uh, the supermodel Giselle Bunchen, uh was quoted as saying that uh, he had played with concussions. And he squashed that right away as well. You know, and then you make some sort of wisecrack about his daughter. He just don't go there. You know, um, and, and, and I don't blame him. I think that's the high road that he shut it down real quick. Uh, you, you just You just don't play those games. Uh, and, and I didn't, I didn't uh, really see it too much. I, I saw where he had shut it down after someone had said something to him about it, about his daughter, and I don't blame him. You know, bravo on that. But here's the one thing that that you have to understand once you get to this stage, and especially with this player and with this team, uh, you, you're talking about the eighth Super Bowl, okay? So everything is old hats to them. And in fact, they've been to so many Super Bowls. You think about it. It's almost like half of an NFL season in regards to Super Bowls that they've been to. 
So this isn't nothing new to Tom Brady or this New England Patriots team. And 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 when it comes to game time this Sunday, he's going to be unflappable when it comes to that. But it's just like it's always got to be something. You always get that one knucklehead that just they got to make a story for themselves, you know. Because everything is like like every other other Super Bowl media media day when the media gets in there. So somebody had to say something to stir the pot. But uh, I'm not surprised by it. But uh, I think he took the high road by shutting that down. And again, I think that's classless to bring your kids into something like that. Yeah, and I think, you know, it's one of those things where, you know, he he controls the narrative real quick. I mean, he, right. um, uh, you know, if, upon retirement, I think one of the things that he might have to do is be a consultant for, for a superstar athlete. You know, uh, I mean, he's had his share of things, but um, he gets his arms around the narrative real quick. And you can disagree with him, not like him at all, but um, he gets out there and gets in front of the message and and squashes something before it can become uh, a mountain, uh, you know, when it's in his hands. I mean, people could talk about the plate gate and everything else. To the extent he could, he he was very direct about where he was, never wavered. And so he has an approach to how he deals with crisis. We're talking about crisis management. Um, and so I think that's something that um, is very important for um, all of us. And so this is something that, um, um, you know, we – have to admire because we don't have him for that long. And so we have to figure out, you know, you know, it's one of those things where when he's gone, you're going to miss it, you know, that you uh, have appreciated um, uh, how good he is and what he contributes to, uh, to this, to this sport. And so, um, you know, when you have access to someone like that, uh, it doesn't mean you don't challenge him. You don't need to do that, but you got to definitely stay in the bounds. You know, we're all trying to find our space, you know, in the media talk radio space, but, um, you know, we're not trying to do, uh, do harm. And I think that's something that, um, is important. And when you start bringing family and kids in there, I think you are definitely, um, outside the bounds of, uh, what this is all about. One of the things, one of the things that I definitely want to touch into a little bit, uh, with you is, how how you begin to you know like when it gets to the Super Bowl week, you know how do you, you know it's different when you you know your teams in it, but right. when it gets to the Super Bowl week, you know I think last week you tried to, you kind of said you know we know this is kind of the end of football in some ways for us you know this is symbolizes you know we got to wait for whatever, um, and for us you know Super Bowl week's right around you know in the Midwest upper Midwest not too far from both of us. Um, what does it mean when the week starts? Like, what do, what do you try to look for in a Super Bowl week? We'll get to predictions and game analysis later. But what are some of the things that you try to pay attention to as you get into Super Bowl week that tells you something about a team? Well, you know what? I think that we we all, if you've been watching long enough, if you've been watching enough Super Bowls and everything, once the teams arrive, you get to a media day. And that's usually the, the first big deal. Of, of Super Bowl week, you know, both teams arrive. You get media day. Uh, the media is accessible to all, to whoever they want to talk to, and you want to hear how how players are approaching it. You know, people say they say a whole lot without saying nothing, and then then you know, and then they don't say nothing by saying a whole lot, and you get a lot of that just basic upon some of those the way those questions are asked, how they how they how they're asked. You know, um, when you look at a team like, and and this is what, if, when you listen to like some past Super Bowl uh, participants, they'll tell you that 
uh, it's this time, you know, between the media day and getting into the first practice that starts to set this game apart from any other game they've ever played. And then they start to realize the enormity of it. So I like to watch, you know, not sit down and just, you know, just, just watch, 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 watch. But, you know, as far as players just having an interview after interview. But where are they at? What is the team? What, what Take the temperature of, of the, each team. Where are they at? Are they relaxed? Are they happy to be there? Um, are they talking too much smack to the media? You know, are they there to do a job or are they are they window dressing? Uh, that's always the first piece, you know, that you that you look at. It, now, and, and, and like I said, when you don't have a dog in the fight, uh, mm-hmm. that's just kind of what you want to look at because what you want is a game like last year. You want a game that that is going to hold your attention the entire the entire time. You know, as a football fan, you know, when you get your casual fans, they're watching for the for the commercials. You know, they're watching for all of this. For me. I want to know both teams are ready, both teams are prepared, both teams, you know, have come to do a job, and you know, is going to put on one well of a show, one well of a finale for this for the football season. And so you kind of look at the players and try to see and try to look in their eyes, if you will, uh, and see if there's anything there that, that you yourself can can perceive. And that's fun too, you know, not not that you you can psychoanalyze anybody, but can you perceive anything? That 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 says you oh yeah they're ready to play they're ready to play or I don't know it look kind of shaky because you know folks will say things it's just like a pre-fight you know how how boxers will mm-hmm. do all this smack before the fight and then you know what happens after that you, you just, let's, let's get it on so that's what I kind of look for yeah and I'm uh, yeah looking for those you know yeah is there gonna be a crack in that are people just gonna you know follow the we're not gonna give you any bulletin board material. Um, you know, are people going to be relaxed? Uh, because so much of this game is being relaxed at the start of it and knowing that it you, it, you have some time to kind of pull it together and you don't have to panic. Um, and that sense of control around those things, you can get a sense of people's calmness even as they flow through this week in terms of, you know, their confidence in their preparation. You know, a lot of things can happen in the game, but the fact that they, are, they feel like they got everything they need to do uh, to win – and not have any kind of, you know, crazy events that we've seen in Super Bowls past where, you know, you might have a player that disappears uh, and nobody can find him by game day. We've had that a couple times. Or you, you have an incident where somebody gets caught, you know, avoiding any of those things that are distractions um, for the team. Well, for the past few weeks, you know, we've been talking about this uh, hip-hop review. And uh, some of you have gone to Real Sports Guys, uh, dot com and had a chance to see it and uh, we have uh, the pleasure of having the author of that review uh, with us to, tonight uh, one of our co-hosts from RSG Hustle and Flow uh, Sekou how you doing my man hey man can't call it feeling good I, I know it's, I know where you at you, it's kind of warm down there we wish we had some of that weather up here you know you, you probably oh. sitting there like in shorts what seventy five sunny? It's not like that up in uh, Wisconsin. Oh no, 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 not like that in Wisconsin or Michigan. <laughs> oh, it, it's surely not going to be like that in Minneapolis. <laughs> so, so, so you 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 getting ready for the Super Bowl at all? You have you have you have a dog in the race on this one? Uh, this this is tough for me. I 
can't think of two teams I root against more than the New England <laughs> Patriots. I'm a Giants fan. I'm from New York. I'm a Giants fan. So uh, I despise the Eagles in a way that really I can't can't really probably put to words. Um, but then there's, you know, the evil empire. Uh, that's the, the Patriots. And so, you know, there, there's really no winning it. I guess – and, and Patriots fans are already, you know, they're already too much. So if they go five to six, it's not really going to matter. But if the Eagles get one, I mean, it's—I I don't know if I'll ever be able to go to Philadelphia again, right? Like I just—you know—the fact that they've never won is just really what's important to keep the balance of the world <laughs> together. And if they win a World Series, if they win a Super Bowl, I mean. Uh, I don't know what happened. So I'm probably going to start rooting for the Eagles, but then once the game starts, I'll be like, all right, let's just oh. do this New England. Put it, put them out of their misery. I can't, I can't take it. <laughs> we, 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 we got, we got to give Meek, we got to give Meek some happy news because he hasn't had any news in a while. So we got to give Meek something, you know, at least a Philadelphia victory would make him feel good because they're not friendly. Uh So, you know, I'm trying to give him a little bit of shine for my brother over there, Meek Mill. All right, one time for one time for Meek. All right, like for a half, I'll root for the Eagles for about a half, and then the second half it'll probably fade. But if it could be a tie, and everyone uh, just falls out, that'll be my my optimal outcome. Well, well, before we get into your review, I got to bring your co-host's spirit into here real quick. Reclaiming my time, reclaiming my time. <laughs> You know, you know, Marcus has been boycotting the NFL, and so that was one of his his legendary rants he did uh, as he announced that he would be dropping out of our fantasy football league, and he'd be stopped watching football altogether all this year. So I always got to bring his spirit in there, and I really like I really like the the show that y'all podcast y'all kind of put together on the platform. It's really been fun, kind of new addition or good addition to the RC platform. Um, maybe start out by, you know, what y'all been able to do with the, the podcast that you've been able to do and what y'all try to capture uh, uh, on that podcast uh, for people who haven't had a chance to maybe listen to kind of how y'all approach that podcast. Yeah, well, we um, I think we're, we definitely focus on the music, so it's called Hustle and Flows, and, uh, you know, we, we are, we're both hip-hop heads, um, despite a bit of a, uh, an age gap, we're, we're we're very much um, of similar taste as far as what we consider to be good music. We're not teenagers, um, but, you know, we're not old fogies. We're, we have open ears, and so we try and, uh, you know, think about not only the new music that's coming out now, but also kind of putting things in retrospect. So we've done some... Uh, some some look backs. Uh, I remember earlier in 2017, we kind of did a uh, a look back to 1997, kind of uh, some of the albums that came out during that year, and kind of recap which ones were our favorites. Um, but then we also try and, and and think about, you know, what um, what maybe conflicts or what uh, barbershop talk about, you know, who's doing what, who's hot, who's not, is this album good, is this album not. Um, and so we hit on a lot of different things aside from music. We always relate it somewhat to sports as well and uh, then other generalized pop culture. But um, if you've ever been in the barbershop and uh, some folks start talking about music, <laughs> we try to capture that vibe. 
<laughs> y'all definitely do. I, y'all have me cracking up. Y'all have me. I almost crashed a couple times on the road listening <laughs> to y'all talk about this. Talk a little bit about how did this review for you start? Like, how did this kind of all uh, come about for listeners who may not know the background on this? How did it all come about? How did you start doing this? So it was uh, 2003 or 2004. I was in grad school um, up in Chicago area. Um, and um, moving from New York to Chicago, I was kind of, I was a, I'm a big head. I listen to music all the time, but I didn't really have the, the folks, you know, my boys weren't around. So I, I didn't have someone to kind of bounce ideas and this is my favorite and this is not. And, you know, email was okay then, but it wasn't, you know, there was no social media. You know, I couldn't really be a part of a community. And so on my own, I just started putting together kind of my thoughts um, at the end of the year about what I thought was good was not. And then I would email it out to like 45 people. And then we'd have this ridiculous email chain of, ah, I disagree. Oh, this is terrible. You don't know what you're talking about. And so that was just kind of a way for me to kickstart some of those conversations I used to have back in Brooklyn when I moved away. Um, and so I kind of did it for a year and then I thought I was good. I did it a couple, another couple of years. So now it's going on probably uh 13 or 14 years straight that i've done this and uh now that we're in you know facebook twitter etc people are now hitting me up you know if it's january 5th people are telling me where's the review i want to know um and i write it uh not just the top five or top ten i try to at least come up with some angle to tell the story because uh um i always think about things um kind of uh you know, metaphorically, right? So when I think of what's the best, I always think of, well, how would I equate this to a top, a top five basketball team and, and those kind of things and then describe how different albums might actually uh, play those different roles. So I try to keep it light and fun. There's a lot of uh, uh, call-outs to shows that I'm watching or, or things going on in general in my life, so I try to personalize it in that way. And so um, that's pretty much what I do. And then, you know, so the the other thing is, you know, for my heads that are out there, we argue about stuff, and, and they'll, you know, call me out, oh, this is terrible, or you're a homer for the East Coast, or whatever it might be. But um, there's a lot of folks who kind of flow in and out of music. They don't really track it. And so they use a guy that's kind of a, oh, you know, I didn't even listen to that album. I should check that out. And so those are some of the best comments I get when people are like, oh, I'm going to sit down and listen to that album. And when they do, they're like, oh, you know what, I slept on this. I should have really listened to that. And so I stand by all of my selections. I've looked back at them, actually, and I'm, I rarely miss. I'm not the source. I'm not recasting five mics ten years later. I'm, I'm pretty on the spot, I think, um, you know, at the time. Well, you got an interesting theme for this year. And um, I, lo- I love you to maybe take a more high-level discussion. of. I know you and Marcus will probably go much deeper into it. But I kind of – when I saw your theme, I just chuckled, and I love the way you approached this because it was so different. But uh, the people you chose in those different positions I thought were right on time. So can you talk a little bit about your theme for this year? Yeah, so uh, to take a, a, a note from, from uh, my co-host Marcus, um, I know that people uh, aren't watching the NFL right now, but um, football is uh, – you know, I watch college. I – the way I'll describe it with the NFL is I did not watch the NFL this regular season, but I did not boycott the NFL this season. Um, and we can get into what that means if you want to. But um, <laughs> I'm with you. I think I did the same thing. <laughs> okay. All right. Get it. I kind of felt guilty, but I was like, if, some, if I'm in somebody's house and it's on, I'm not turning away. 
<laughs> but <laughs> I would look at it with my good eye. <laughs> yeah, yeah. My father-in-law is here for a couple of weeks, and he was like, "I'm watching this game. I don't know what y'all talking about?" So he—he's. I'm a guest. He's a guest in my house. I gotta let him watch the game. Uh, so I was doing that. But in any case, um, I kind of thought I've been thinking a lot about football, and so um, I, I thought about the offensive line in particular this year, where uh, quarterbacks are just going down left and right, and so um, and also the Giants were. God awful this year, so it's a good year for me to not really be watching. In part because our offensive line is atrocious. So I've, I, I thought right. about offensive line and, and all the, the the roles and the fact that it's kind of not really well understood the different positions that are there, but they're all vital. And so I thought, all right, if I was going to put together an offensive line um, that was composed of albums that came out this year, who who would be the ones, and why would I put them in certain positions? Well, I, and I don't, I don't want to, I want to make sure people listen to when you and Marcus go a little bit more deeper into this. But I want you to highlight a couple positions, I, and I'll pick the positions out. Um, you had, you had who you had at center, mm-hmm. who you had at left tackle, mm-hmm. and then uh, uh, the one I love is your AP uh, uh, award. <laughs> Okay, uh, yeah. Which is straight hilarious because it, it, it's not always alignment, but your rationale for it was straight hilarious. But if you could maybe talk a little bit about your center, who you had a center, who you had left tackle, and then your AP award. Yeah, absolutely. So um, center, I, I had uh, 444 by Jay-Z. That was the album I put there. And um, the reason I put it there is, you know, thinking about you know, how the center, the role of the center is kind of to see – everything and kind of call out um, coverages, call out things that other linemen don't see. And um, one of the things that I think Jay really did on this album was kind of um, take a step back from the, you know, I'm going to make a song about this thing and that thing and kind of say, I want to talk about kind of the large scale, you know, black excellence, hip hop as an industry, you know, things that really only he can really rap about because he's been through four or five now generations of hip-hop, and so I think he just did a really good job kind of of putting that all together, Um, and so I thought it was apropos to be the center. Plus, you know, most centers tend to be a little bit older because you don't got to move as much, so you can kind of stay in your lane, and and I think that's what Jay was doing. I like that. I love that, man. Uh, now, so at uh, at left tackle, um, and so this is the position that most folks are at least aware of, and this is, you know, after the blind side, people knew how important a left tackle was. And really, a left tackle is is kind of the, 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 the best athlete on the line. It's the one that's got the longest reach, really great footwork. You can put him on an island by himself, and he can pretty much take on whoever you throw at him. And uh, oftentimes he's matched up against the most difficult uh, opposing uh, linemen. And so I just thought about who really demonstrates the best athleticism, the ability to um, kind of make all different types of songs, uh, someone that can, can be deep, can be kind of rah-rah, can do club stuff, can do kind of, uh, you name it, he can do it. And um, has kind of gotten wild acclaim for it, and so this was uh, Damn by Kendrick Lamar, which um, I think is a great album. I, I like it actually better than To Pimp a Butterfly. I know I've gotten into some arguments about that, but mm-hmm. 
I found like this album kind of got closer to his roots of uh, not being too uh, meta and too abstract like the Pippa Butterfly was, and this one was mm-hmm. more um, songs that stood on their own. And so um, he was a left tackle. I, I, I love that. I love that. And then the AP Award, which is a non-lineman, but yeah. I love I love your description and why you did this. Talk a little bit about the AP Award. So the AP Award is uh, it's Adrian Adrian Peterson, who uh, you know this is the guy's been in the league for it seems like forever, um, and people forget about him. You know, and they say, oh, he's old. And he can't really bring it every week. But when he decides and he gets motivated, (laughs) you really can't stop him. And uh, so this was the 10-minute freestyle that Black Thought did on the Funkmaster Flex show. I mean, I I still pull that thing up and listen to it. And it's it's literally amazing. I mean, it's someone, uh, one of my boys hit me up and said, um, that thing is better than albums of, you know, really good artists that have come out. I think it was Eminem's album that had come out, like, the day before. And he's like, how is Black Thought's Freestyle better than Eminem's whole album? How is that possible? <laughs> <laughs> like, I don't know. How is AP rushing for 153 yards, you know, in 37 rushes in one game? And he's, he's like 40. You know, it just doesn't make sense. But um, when properly motivated, Black Thought really can just do things that others can't do. And I think the same thing um, you know, I think of AP when when I when I hear it, and I think Black Thought is, is the same. So I had to give well, that shout. I couldn't let the the wrap up go without giving a shout to that. And I want our listeners to understand when you hear that, this is why you have to go to realsportsguys.com dot com and read this entire review. I think Sekou has done. It's 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 got humor. It's it, it really pushes your buttons to think uh, about music. I mean, this has happened. We're talking about hip hop, but I think what he's forcing you to do is that you can take this deeper analysis. We can get, we can get back and we can reflect. This he could have made a list about any genre of music, but I love the way that he's uh, that you've approached this. Uh, before you go, I would be uh, uh, in trouble because my co-host Hank, you know, he's a musician. Yeah, he loves this stuff, so he's been kind of sitting back. And so you know, Hank he, he, in the screen and roll. I, I will let Hank <laughs> Hank. You might have something to, to say. You know, as you know, uh, uh, as as a musician, that you might want to uh, jump in here before we let Seku go. I do, Seku, and you know, my pleasure to to meet you, my brother, and have an opportunity to talk to you. Likewise. Um, but I want to say to you, you know, I am old school. Okay, I wouldn't say I'm dusty, but I'm old school. <laughs> but I want to, but but I do want to. I'm I'm kind of curious. I heard you say y'all kind of go back. Y'all kind of went back to the '90s or something like that. Uh, kind of talk to our our listeners a little bit about uh, some of the old school hip hop that 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 you were referring to, and if you were to uh, bring some of that you know forward, you know to to our to some of our to our current athletes, just give us a little flavor of what you would do with like some of our current athletes with, with old school style. Uh, so compare current athletes with uh, with old school uh, old school hip hop artists. Yeah. Oh boy. Um <laughs> All right, and are we talking 90s? We can go 90s. Okay. Uh, you uh, you sound like you want to go in the 80s. I I won't I won't I won't go that, you, that far. Okay. I'm not going to take you back that far. <laughs> okay. Um, <laughs> yeah, well, I think there's um 
there's probably one uh, that off off the top I, I could think about, um, and that's uh, maybe if and this might be blasphemy because you know LeBron has always attached himself to Jay Z, and that's always been his you know his A alike. But I think really when I think about LeBron and and um, and, and what he is. Um, I think he's kind of a, someone that's always tried to be a bit of a mastermind, um, mm-hmm. and he always had a plan. And so uh, I would equate him more to a RZA um, mm. than I would to a Jay. Um, Jay is Jay is clutch, <laughs> you know, all the time, every right. time, right? Uh, I think LeBron is is flawed. Right, which is what makes him so interesting. Just like Riz is a genius, but Riz has also put out some stuff. You're like, well, what is happening here? Um, <laughs> so, uh, <laughs> I, I, so I might equate equate them uh, them together. Um, let's see. Give give me somebody else. Uh, while I'm I'm searching. I got football on the brain, and I got uh, uh, with the Super Bowl. Who who else could I can I can I talk about? I mean, I mean, I'm, go ahead. I, I was gonna say, and I was gonna stay with with basketball for a minute. Who would who would you equate to Russ? Mm. <laughs> R- Russ might. Uh, Russ is kind of. He's he's a tough guy, right? Uh, is he DMX without a crazy? <laughs> I, I mean, <laughs> going hard to destruction. You know what? <laughs> That might be spot on. That might be spot on. I mean, when he shines bright, it's unlike anything we've ever seen. Like, people forget yes. how DMX pretty much changed the game as far as how rappers could sell albums. I mean, he yes. was putting up numbers that people were like, that's incredible. And it was just grimy. It wasn't, there was nothing nice. And this dude was selling back to back, double platinum, dude from Yonkers. And so. I think that's the case, but also it it became pretty apparent that um, you know, this thing is going to flame out, and when it flames out, it's going to get ugly. <laughs> and so, uh, I love Russ now, but I'm always worried about man, Russ in five, six years. How is how is he going to deal with not being the best athlete on the floor? Right. Right. <laughs> he it, it could be madness for everybody. Well, hey man, we want to thank you for being with us, yeah. listeners. When you when when that hustle and flows drops, when Seku and Marcus put out the full description of this, you better you better cop it like a new Jay Z album, and, and they not giving it to you for nine ninety nine. They giving this stuff for free. I ain't charging yet. Uh, y'all better go get that knowledge and, 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 and get it now. Get it while you hot. Well, hey man, I can say this to you: stay cool because I know it's warm down there. And uh, I, I look forward to uh, coming down there and visit you again down there in 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 the hot state. Uh, and we appreciate you being here. And I look forward to uh, y'all dropping another hot podcast. Appreciate it, man. Appreciate it. All right, be well. That, that stay cool from uh, uh, RSG Hustle and Flows. When we come back, we gonna get into the cipher. We gonna hit it real, y'all.
Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere and each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.